Um, I have to tell you, though, right now our audio is both going um, bam, 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 to the top, to the top, to the bottom. To the window. (laughs) We should sing for everybody. (laughs) To the wall. (laughs) Are we good? Is it going to be okay? Are you going to be able to save it? No, let's just see what happens. Okay, let's just keep going. It's too late for this. I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Hi guys, we're back. And tonight we're going to be talking about self-care. What is it? What did it look like before children? What does it look like now? But first, let's get into boom and bust. Laura? Okay. Hi. Yeah. I will go first. I want to publicly apologize to anyone who happens to listen to both of my podcasts, this one, and which I actually haven't even mentioned my other one on this one, Montessori Moms in the Wild is my other podcast where I do talk about like a specific kind of philosophy and a way of approaching parenting based on my teaching training. And it's a lot of fun. And I meet with my other very good friends and mom friends And so probably really it's just Megan who belongs to that (laughs) podcast and follows this one. The very same Megan that we have mentioned now kind of psychotically, obsessively, like four episodes in a row. (laughs) And for some reason, she still wants to be our friend. So that's good news. (laughs) I apologize to you, Megan, because you'll have to hear again that my boom of the week, but genuinely really is my boom, is that we went to a birthday party and it was our first ever real birthday party. She hasn't even had her own birthday parties thanks to this whole pandemic thing. So that was so cute. And it was actually for Megan's son who um, just turned one. And it was at this super freaking cool nature center place with just like so like I just it would have been my dream place as a kid. I mean, I was excited as an adult, to be <laughs> there, um, but I definitely would have been excited as a kid. And we walked into the room and there were already kind of a lot of kids in there and a, a handful of other adults and you know, my child, she likes to kind of take it in before she jumps into the mix. And then she jumps in like she's always been there, right? But she'll definitely like sit back at first and be like, cool, cool, cool. What are they doing? Okay. All right. I'm just going to chill here. So she kind of walked around a little bit, observed a little bit, checked out some of the live animals that were in there, which again, dream come true for me. And then walked over to the bookshelf and picked a handful of books to start reading peacefully in a corner. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, whose kid even are you? I'm like, you know, following closely behind because I know right now she still wants me to be nearby until she gets to the point where she runs off and does her own thing. So I'm just being near as like an emotional support person. And I am like sweating because I'm looking around the room and there are all these other adults and I've not even addressed them yet. I need to go up. I need to talk to them. I need to, you know, like my way of behaving in society is just so different. And I think I was like that when I was that little, but now I'm not. So it was so funny for me to be like, gosh, I don't even know where you came from that you are just happy to read a book when there is a whole party going on around (laughs) you. Um, And then, so that was cute, right? And then we went to the other room where all the food was and there were just like big old folding tables filled with pizza and Mm. fruit snacks and all the good stuff, right? All the best, all best little treats you get at a birthday party. There were even cupcakes. So another reason this was so fun is that she's old enough now to even understand like what is a birthday party, right? For a long time, 
they're just a blob that, and things are happening to them and you're taking them places and they're like, oh, this is where we are now. But she was able to understand in advance, this is where we're going. And her first question was cupcakes. So we get (laughs) into that room and she sees all the food, including cupcakes. And I'm like, look, peanut cupcakes, birthday party. And we don't like, I've done a pretty good job thus far of keeping a lot of that kind of stuff away, like just super processed, super sugary stuff. I know it won't be able to be like that forever, but just in that first couple of years of like letting that kind of foundation for her, since she is an only child, I can do it right now. Right. So I have been, but she still gets the occasional super sugary process thing. And so she knows what cupcakes are. And I thought for sure, like we're about to have an argument over why she can't have the box of cupcakes to herself. (laughs) Like this is why we came for cupcakes. But instead, when I was like, what would you like to choose from the table? She thought about it for a second, looked around at her options and happily picked up a little orange, which she then carried to a seat to peel and snack on. Wow. <laughs> and I was so proud as I sat behind her shoving my third pizza slice into my pie hole <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. eyeballing like which piece of sheet cake and flavor of fruit snacks I was going to enjoy later. I just again thought, whose kid are you? And maybe I'm doing just a little bit of something right. Wow. You know? Yeah. Well, so just just a little little mom victory. My bust is that my toe is cramping into this weird position and staying there. Mm -hmm. I know I need water. I need potassium. (laughs) Shut up. I just am not okay with it. It's really, really ruining my life. And also I'm going to make myself a freaking hunchback if I don't sit the hell up more often. And that just weighs on me constantly. It's completely in my control. (laughs) And yet I am a victim of it every day. That's my bust. Okay. Um... Do you want me to send you a banana? Yes. Send okay. me a banana. I don't, I can't. There are like three bananas turning brown on the counter downstairs right now. And I'm like, oh, my toe up here <laughs> talking to you. So go okay. Send me all the bananas you want. Okay, great. I had one boom, but I have two booms now. I looked at our analytics again. We have gained Puerto Rico, Australia, and a couple of other states. And I am very excited about this. Gosh, we are international. I know. I know. And our Pipersville, she really came through for us and she's our type of person. I really am very excited. Yeah. I don't know if you know you in Pipersville. We won't say your name because we don't have the permission to do such a thing. But we are currently hiring adult friends. So I feel like you absolutely meet the criteria. Yeah. (laughs) And- Thank you. We appreciate you. We also gained another town or city in Philadelphia. I don't have it in front of me, but did you recruit somebody? We extra love you. Anyway, my original boom is that I did a face mask. That's it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's it. I think that ties really nicely into this episode. Yeah, it's great. Except my bust is that it didn't fix my face. And on top of it, I was told <laughs> by a child that it looks like I'm growing a mustache. <laughs> oh my goodness. Out of the mouths of babes. I Isn't that the worst, dude? <laughs> How are you doing? Are you okay no. right now? Am I okay? <laughs> no. What young, youthful mom <laughs> wants to be told she looks like she's growing a mustache? Nobody, you guys. I 
I'm so self-conscious now and I'm not doing anything about it because I'm scared what's going to happen to my face if I shave it. Will it turn into your sideburns? Like I'm not ready to do yeah, this. Yeah, it will. It will. You cannot shave it, dude. It'll definitely come back worse. Yeah. You can't. So – Tweeze. You got to tweeze it, wax it. No, you, bleach but it's it? like, it's peach fuzz. Doesn't everybody have fuzzies on their face? Yes. We, we are mammals. We <laughs> should and we do. And children don't, they don't know that the A, that that's true, and B, how hurtful those words are. Yeah. They just don't know. Like they need some lessons around social filtering because. <laughs> Ouchie. Is that your job? Isn't that your job? I guess you yeah. know what lesson you're doing next. That's my job. Hi, kids. I want to talk to you today about the dangers of telling a woman that she's growing a mustache. Let's do some role playing. Um, yeah, so that's it. So you've got that going for you. A mustache? Yep. Yep. Yes. And a faulty face mask. Yeah. It was great. Okay. Okay. That's enough. We don't have an ad break today. We're just going to get right into it. All right. So like we said, today we're going to talk about self-care. This is actually a topic that was requested of us to talk about, and we thought about it, and we decided that we would try, but spoiler alert, neither of us are doing a great job with this, in case that wasn't abundantly clear already from every episode leading up to this one. So... Self-care. What even is self-care? Well, according to dictionary.com, it is, primary definition, the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. And a secondary definition after that, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, Danielle. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. What did self-care look like before having a kid? And what does self-care look like for you now? Okay. Um. Wow. So long ago, I can't remember. I feel like pre-baby, I did a lot of things for self-care because you don't have any other responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? There's no human to take care of other than yourself, girlfriend. And it was sometimes I would take a bath with Epsom salt, not that often because baths kind of creep me out, but like they were really good for your muscles. Um, Dude, wait, hold on. Me too. Okay, we'll circle back to baths another time. I didn't know that we had that in common. Okay, that's exciting. Go on. Okay. (laughs) We never talked about baths. (laughs) We are. That is so bad. Um, And then I don't know what accent that was. And then like I was very good about working out. I worked out a lot. That was really good for my physical body, obviously, but mostly my mental health. I ate really well. I cooked. I went out in nature. I went on walks. What else did I do? Sometimes I would do a face mask. I was never really one to like paint my nails, like all the pampering stuff, but I feel like I just like sometimes, yeah, I just feel like I did a lot of really like self-nurturing things pre-baby. Now- now it takes me 19 months to do one face mask and it doesn't work. And I am trying so hard to balance and get like, here's my problem right now. Okay. 
I, you know, I'm also on a health fitness journey, which like keeps having to restart. So I'm always constantly faced as a working mom. I'm faced with this decision between do I get up at 5 a.m. and like do some sort of exercise for 30 minutes at 5 a.m. or do I get the extra sleep? Because sometimes I am not going to bed at the appropriate hour. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to bed way too late. I'm getting way too little sleep. And so I'm constantly, then I feel guilty with whatever thing I decide to do. Yep. I'm annoyed. It's a lose-lose. It's a lose-lose. And I can't, like, I get it. I'm following people on Instagram and they're like, there is no such thing as balance. Like everything just comes in as a season or a wave. And that's great. But I do need more balance. I just don't know how to do it. So also here is my plea for parents who have more balance. How? And tell me and teach me, please. I need help. I need help. I don't even eat well anymore. I don't even uh, shower. (laughs) I would like to laugh at you right now, but I can't because I can't tell you how many like days in the week I have to actively try really hard to remember when the last time I did take a shower was and if it's time for me to for sure take one now because (laughs) it's not every day. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Not now. No. No, I'm trying to think of like other things. I, I mean, just right now it's not happening. Actually, you know, you had sent me the first Christmas that we had her, you as a gift sent me like this really adorable Etsy shop, like mom self-care package with like a bath bomb and a candle and lotion and a face mask or something. I still have not touched it. It is collecting dust in the bathroom cabinet. I still have not touched it. I want to. It smells great. It looks like it would be a great time, but when am I going to do it? I totally hear you, dude. I have also, I have like three bath kits under my sink right now. They all smell great and look lovely, but- What are we going to do? No, thank you. If I'm going to be still for that long, I'm going to go to sleep, you know, like- yeah. Yeah. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. And I like, I want to do so many things. Like there are so many things I wish that I could be doing on a regular basis to make me feel like a more well-rounded, well-balanced human being. But like everything just feels so messy all the time, messy and chaotic and disorganized. And that's the word. Yeah. Disorganized. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It felt weird saying it. Mom brain. I was going to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Did I make that up? Did I create <laughs> like, the word disorganized? I am so smart. It sounds real. I am so smart. <laughs> and yeah, I I don't know how to do it. And I don't like, I feel like you, you already have to follow such a routine and such a structure to your days when you have a kid. I mean, some are more lax than others, but if you don't keep a general schedule, everything goes to shit. And so- there only are these open moments really early in the morning. And I only have like a 30 minute block in the morning early before I have to get ready for work. And then I only have a, well, it depends how late I want to stay up, but I only have a limited amount of time at night, but then, you know, it goes into- When your tank is empty. Yeah. When your tank is completely empty. So like, honestly, that limited amount of time at night, depending on how long you want to stay up, could be hours at night, right? But you are so depleted- by the time she lays down and you're off duty there, that the the last thing that you have 
the gumption to get up and do is some kind of cool self-care ritual or workout or any, the, well, at least this kind of self-care that you associate with before hurt, which for you was a very physical yeah. journey. Yeah. And you were talking about cooking well for yourself. You don't want to go cook something in the kitchen right now. Um, working out, you don't want to go get on the treadmill, you know, like these are things that do require a certain level of energy. So yeah. I think that might be a part of the crux of it is that free time and energy are the massive components to all of the things that you did for yourself as self-care before baby. Yeah. Right. And now those things are gone. They're completely gone. There is no, there is very little free time and there is no energy. But of course, ironically, that self-care is what fills up the tank to replenish the energy this is and keep what you I'm going. Saying. So it is this exactly vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. You know how much you need it, but you can't get out from under yourself to do it. No, but then, and then you're like, you're stuck with these two choices that are like, do I meet my basic needs of getting enough sleep or do I limit the sleep so that I can move my body and make myself further exhausted? Yeah. Great. So what about you? What did you do pre-baby? So I did almost exactly everything that you listed off. I... I ate much better. I didn't actually, my husband is the cook and I'm super grateful for that. He's an awesome cook. And we definitely took the time to like food prep and shop and plan, you know, menus and meals. And he cooked these amazing, wonderful things all the time. And, um, I mentioned this in a different episode, but physical fitness was a huge part of Mm -hmm. not just like my day and my lifestyle, but also I've realized now that it's not so much in my life, it's a huge part of how I kind of defined myself and saw myself. Like it was a big part of my personality even was just like, I work out, I lift weights, I do this, I do that. I boxed, I did CrossFit, you know, like I did so many different kinds of things. And I was so consistent with staying physically active and doing that for my body. And I, all throughout my pregnancy, I actually worked out the more, more consistently then than ever in my life. I was setting like PRs for myself. I mean, it was yeah, no, I remember really cool, and I was I was so pumped about it. And I was like, yes, I'm setting myself up for success in the postpartum because like it's hard. I know I always hear how hard it is. It's only going to be that much harder if it wasn't something I was already making time for. So this should be easy to keep this momentum. Nope, absolutely not. Not for me. It has not been. And I have a lot of feelings about that, but I'm just going to keep listing what I did for self-care. So I ate well, I worked out like crazy. I did go out and see people from time to time, not like a crazy amount of time. I have become a homebody since locating to the state that I'm in now, but I did go out and see people when they invited me to things from time to time. And that does fill my cup. I am an extrovert in that way. Like I'll kind of regret making the plan and drag my feet all the way to there. But once I'm there and I start, you know, chatting mm-hmm. up my friends, especially people that I do like, it does. It like, I, I, I buzz for a while after that, you know, like it does put me in a much better mood. So that was a, a thing that I did. And then probably one of my most treasured ways of doing something for myself, including even taking a break from the fitness and the meal planning and all of that stuff, because as much as I did love that and saw the benefits of it, and they did literally take care of me, sometimes I was burnt out even on that. And then we were really, really good about traveling. 
Mm. Like we took a lot of even little trips, even just other spots in the state that we're in, let alone like a drive to a different city that we had not been to, but really wanted to go check out. Or as you know, we, we come up North a lot to back to our old stomping grounds. And like, this was a thing that we had so much more freedom to do. And it was like one of my favorite, I love, that is my Achilles heel. Like I will spend money. I shouldn't be spending on a really cool trip with really cool experiences. I will wear the same three shirts and pairs of pants for five years straight to the point where the students are pointing out like you only ever wear those clothes. (laughs) I know Um, there are holes in them. There's like permanent pit stains in this one shirt, you know, like just sad, just sad how hard that is to get me to spend money on so many other kinds of things. If it's not necessary to my life, I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. But travel, that that's my thing. I'll do it. I'll be like, you know what? Okay, let's just book that place. That was my thing. And that obviously no. of all of the things is the least accomplishable right now with a young child in tow. I do think it's important that we do remind ourselves that right now this is so hard because of the stage of parenting that we're in and the age of children that we have. We're, at, we're starting out. We're at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, right? There will be a point when they are self-sufficient enough and independent enough and all of that good stuff that you can pop out, you know, at five o'clock after you just got home, if you wanted to, and go do a thing, a walk, a run or whatever. And they're like, cool, I'm going to chill on the couch and do homework. You know, like there will be a point where we get some of that time back. And because we're needed a little bit less, we get some of that physical energy back. I'm sure emotionally energy is still continued to be drained in all kinds of new ways, but at least physically, we're not literally like, running around after a tiny tornado and all of that stuff. But just right now, where we're coming from right now, self-care feels like unattainable. What you just said resonated so much with me because it reminded me of your morbid Dr. Seuss share last time. And like, we're just waiting. And I do, I find myself sometimes I'm like in like, I'm in a real big pit of I'm eating like crap. My body feels like crap. I know I need to move. Like I know I need, I know what I need to do. I just don't have the energy. And I, sometimes I feel like saying I don't have the time feels like an excuse, but um, that goes back to like that really extreme side of thinking pre-baby. And so then I catch myself like wishing, not wishing, but thinking about the next step when she does become much more independent and needs me less. And I will have more time to do things for me that feel selfish, but are really just nourishing to me. Basic. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I hate the idea of wishing the time away, but no matter where I am, I've always find myself wishing for the next stage. And so thank you for bumming us out. (laughs) Wait, from last episode, you're still mad at me? Yeah, because look, here we go. Now it's a common theme. It's a common theme throughout our podcast. So great for well, us. Why do you think why do you think the passage resonated with me? It's a common theme for so many just adults right now and parents especially, I think. Okay, what were you gonna and say? So here's the thing. You were saying that you feel like right now you just don't have the time. You don't have the time. And then you're like, that's a cop-out excuse. I shouldn't think that way. And then you're like, well, maybe I'm telling myself that and being mean to myself about it because 
that is the mentality I was able to have beforehand that you make the time for it. But I think it's not just you. It's not just your fault. When you said earlier that you scroll through stuff on Instagram and you see like, you have to find the balance. You have to make a balance. I feel like I scroll through and see stuff that's like, if it's important to you, you'll make the time. Right. Like there are no excuses. If there's time is an illusion, you will find the hours in the day for something that you truly care about. So if you really want that thing, you'll just get up and go get it. Like you're standing in your way. And like, I I see how that is true to a degree, but it also is just making me feel a thousand times worse about what a clear and obvious fat failure I am that I'm not just getting up and making the time. And I guess it's not important to me because I'm not just doing it. But you know, if it's not important to me, why is it like such an all consuming thought? You know, like clearly it's important to me, but I can't like what's wrong with me? I'm broken. And I, so I just want to point out that I also feel like I scroll past that kind of messaging and it does add to the guilt of like, well, all these other people are doing it. So I, I guess I just suck. You know, I do know. I do know. Oh my God. This is, I don't know if this is even connected to self-care because now I feel like I could go off on a whole tangent about like finding the time and people just heard us say when I'm scrolling through social media and they're probably like, well, then put the damn phone down and don't be scrolling on social media and get your ass on a treadmill or pick up those weights and do a circuit. Like you're right. You're probably right. What I will say is that 98% of the time it's first thing in the morning when I wake up and I know, I know, I know it's a bad habit. I got to break it. I know people say, don't look at your phone for the first hour. I am I am running an Instagram page, people. I have to be checking. <laughs> we are business ladies. I have to be checking. Did we go viral? Yeah. Did we gain one follower? Did we lose seven? You know? I have to <laughs> probably know the things. probably the last one. It's always the, the last three, one. But... It's always the last one. <laughs> um and yeah, but that's I I it is a constant tug of war because There are for sure there are some moments where I am able to choose to sit on the couch after she goes to bed and it's eight o'clock and I'm sitting down and I'm eating dinner and I'm watching a show and then I'm going to bed. But other people could look at that and be like, well, I still need to eat dinner though. So I don't really know what the schedule is. I don't know. Well, then someone would look at that and say, you get your life together so that you are serving dinner to yourself. When you sit down, you eat together. You should eat dinner with her, have dinner at the same time so that when she's done, you're done too and you can get to a workout. But that is also a lot easier said than done when you're in the current stage of parenting that we're in, where as soon as we've sat nicely to dinner, stuff starts flying or there are a ton of requests and we're getting out of the chair and we're doing this and we're doing that. And it ends up being like, oh, I just can't even just sit here and like enjoy enjoy eating this while it's hot. I would rather eat later when I can like be present in the experience of eating a thing because I cannot do that with you around. Precious Dude, baby, enjoy child. No, 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 no. I cannot even get to the point right now where I'm making a full dinner for everyone in the family and have it ready in time for all of us to be sitting down. First of all, my husband's not even home at that time. Second of all, like the way that my schedule is set up, by the time I get home, if I don't have something in front of her within 20 minutes, 
it's not good. It's not good. So like now then it's like, oh, okay. Okay. I wish that I could get to the time in life where I can go and have dinner ready for all of us. And we can, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just bullshit. Well, here's what, here's what the inspirational fit mom on Instagram is going to tell you. Well, the key to that, because of course, none of us have time is meal prep on the weekends. You dedicate a large portion of Sunday to cooking, prepping, setting aside, labeling, and having things ready to pop in and be heated so that you don't have to do any prep on the weeknights. Like think smarter, not harder. You know how difficult it is for me to commit to spending my entire Sunday after I looked forward all week to the idea of being off for two days straight and not working. So for me, cooking, meal prep, a lot of that, that is work. The All the yeah. freaking kitchen cleanup, which is the rest of your night, you know, like I – hate it. And even if I understand how important and valuable it is and what a good thing it is to do and all the reasons for why, when you are this low Mm -hmm. already, all of that stuff truly feels insurmountable. So like, I don't know what the kick in the butt is to do all the things that I know I should be doing. Like as you're sitting here telling me all the things that I would say to somebody else, I already know what know. somebody better than me would say to me, you know? Well, and I think that's what that what that's what plays into the back and forth and the guilt is that while we're doing one thing, we know what the opposing side would be saying. Like, there is no winning. There is no winning. Wow, parenthood and mothering is so much fun. Because <laughs> just as you scroll past that thing that's like, don't make excuses. If it's important to you, you'll make the time. You have to meal prep all day Sunday so that you can set yourself up for success because otherwise you are going to fail. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, yep. right? I've seen that a thousand times. And then directly after that is the freaking sweet video of a baby running down the coast at the ocean in the sunset. And it's like, mama. Don't worry about working out right now. Don't stress about meal planning. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be present and love every moment of my current life? Or am I supposed to push my ass through this situation and come out the other side a fitness model? You know, like what (laughs) what am I supposed to do? I have a question. Um, You know, you ever see parents that have now like preteen kids, like they're older, they're way independent. You, they basically like, you know, you don't have to do anything for them. And some of those moms look like they look lively and well and young and refreshed. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like I am so destroyed and so far gone that I will never <laughs> look renewed again. Do you think so, so far gone? <laughs> Do you think that'll happen? Do you think we're going to yes. go through a really awful, tired, elderly stage right now and like we'll have a second wave. Yeah, I do. I do believe that. I think that we'll be able to get back to a spot where we're like drinking like two, three liters of water. We're hydrating, we're moving, (laughs) we're getting sunlight, you know, like we'll do all the things. Like we feel like our own independent people again that like also have a child. Versus like I 100% that will happen. Okay. You have to keep in mind how much your perception of the healthy, Mm -hmm. happy looking mom Mm -hmm. that you have in your mind right now, how much of your perception of her is affected by the fact that she feels so good 
and so happy that she is more beautiful because of that. And I bet if you actually like really zoomed in, she's got the forehead lines and she's got the crow's feet and she's a little bit of a visible mustache coming in. <laughs> hate it. But you don't see any of that at first. Yeah. Without the microscope because you see that she feels good in her body. And that is what you are envious of. Um, so anyone out there, please share how you're struggling. Share what you do to take care of yourself. If you have any tips or tricks, we're open and we need them. Yeah, because there was a whole second, <laughs> second part of the question was, what does it look like for you now? Oh, yeah. And I don't think either of us, I think we just went straight from what did we <laughs> used to do to all the reasons we can't do those things anymore. I don't even know what it looks like right now. Honestly, I think the most like quintessential part of my self-care routine right now is that every day that I get home from school with her, because I, I bring her home with me, I hand her to my husband and I go upstairs and I change out of my school clothes into my sweats and I sit there for like 15 whole minutes. Is that enough time to truly decompress and process? Absolutely not. Am I still so incredibly grateful for it because I don't have any other moment in the day where I can do that? Like I am just on, I mean, other than when I step into the bathroom real quick to go to the bathroom, which even then sometimes I am like, I'm just going to stay here for just an extra second. It's quiet in here. You know, like Having that 15 minutes at the end of the workday before I fully transition and jump into mom mode now, because that's the next, you know, couple hours of the night, which I also want to put my best foot forward with. I mean, in fact, that's the one kid, the most important kid to give my best self to. So that 15 minutes is crucial and it is pretty much the entirety of my self-care. And I, it wouldn't even be possible if I didn't have a husband who was physically home by the time I got home, which is not the case for most moms, including yourself. And then again, let's not even talk about single parents yeah. and how there is never, there is never a change of the guard. Oh my God. Again, God bless you. God bless you, your angels on earth. Do you want me to babysit? <laughs> yeah. If you want us to babysit, I understand that we may have sold ourselves <laughs> as complete idiots and failures, <laughs> but we're okay. We're doing fine. And we would be happy to help you because seriously, dude, yeah. somebody should step up and help you. I hope, I hope somebody does. Um, and I think that's also another reason. So again, we have partners. That's awesome. But our partners are almost equally done and tired yeah. and run down. They both have their own stuff going on. And they both also, we are very fortunate to have husbands who do try to be very hands-on and involved when, when everybody's together, you know? So like they're tired too. And so without a bigger support system around us to say like, I'm going to take the kid, you know, you go out and do something, go have a date night. Um, without that, the self-care really does feel so much less attainable. So Part of me wants to like set, like give ourselves a challenge, like one little self-care challenge, but then it still goes down to time and energy. Well, but you know what the thing about us is, is sometimes when it's like being required of us by somebody else, we or a competition. do it more a competition. That's yeah. never healthy <laughs> between us. If you're familiar with the game night episode, which was actually the second one we recorded, the first one was way more physically tense than that one. <laughs> Um, I mean, I could get down with the competition. Just what something. What should we do? What's the goal? 
I don't contest. know. I don't know. Should we do something? Should we pick an area of self-care or should it just be self-care in general? Because I know for both of us, the getting active, the exercise is a big one that like we are both struggling to dive into and be consistent with. Yeah. Like I can't tell you how many times in the last eight months I have just woken up at 5 a.m. and attempted to get on the treadmill or do a workout and I'm great sometimes for like a week and a half, solid. Nailed it. I'm amazing. I am becoming a fitness model. And then immediately I'm thrown off by like a bad sleep regression or XYZ. And then I'm like, I'm just always starting over. I do want to encourage you to not think of it that way, that you're starting over. You know, like Chris says, he says to me all the time, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I want to punch him. And then also I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Because I also, I have a similar mentality to yours. It's a very all or nothing approach to fitness. It's like, I do it every day for a decent amount of time and it's fairly rigorous or it doesn't count at all. And we, we both do have to really come up off of that dude. Like it can't be that way. So listen, I did at one point start to adopt the mentality of listen, just even 10 minutes of exercise is better than nothing. So it doesn't have to be like an intensive 30 to 45 minute workout. Like just do 10 minutes. That's better than not doing anything. I would love to get back to trying that, but Right now, I do feel like all or nothing. Mm. I know. Well, you know what? We're going to come that whole that yeah. whole struggle and journey is going to be its own episode, not like the next one, but when we have gotten to a point where we can talk about it in less than four days straight, yeah, we will exactly. definitely circle back. I just want to wrap up the idea, the struggle of self-care. That basically what it comes down to is how wildly inappropriate is it that now self-care is just meeting your basic hygiene needs? Not okay, you guys. Not okay. It's not okay. And it's funny too because that is kind of like the imagery you see a lot of moms enjoying self-care is like mom in the tub, which again, we're going to come back to how baths are a little bit weird, but um. you should be able to take a bath. You know, like that shouldn't be this pinnacle of self-care that you were allowed to do today, right? But like, it really does shift like that. It really does. Or um, having to go grocery shopping, which by the way, is one of the things I despise the most, but it's okay because I'm going by myself. My husband is watching the child. Somebody's watching the child. So I get this time all by myself to go into a crowded grocery store and buy groceries. Like how lucky are we? I get to have my anxiety attack without also being responsible for anybody else in that moment. (laughs) Yeah. It's just ridiculous y'all. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. I, again, I would love to hear from people if you are out there and you are either in this current stage of parenting or have maybe come out of it and remember being in it and have any good tips, like Danielle said, any good tips on how to incorporate more of it and also find even the like energy emotionally and physically to tackle something when you feel like you're stuck in a rut where like you're so overwhelmed by where to even begin that you just don't. Yeah. Or if you have like any other self-care things that you do that we didn't talk about, because I'm open to anything. Like if you've got a quickie self-care tip or self-care activity that you do, please share. We're desperate. 
Yeah. As always. We definitely are. <laughs> In fact, quick ideas would be ideal. Because, yeah, please. And it's something that's like, like, don't tell me to carve out, you know, an hour every night to do this meditation or whatever. Give me something. Give me something bite sized that I can start with. Like six minutes max. I'm open to as much as 15 because what? that's about what I have. That's my 15 minute slot right there. I'll put something else in there instead of just sitting and staring at the wall and trying to resist getting my phone back out to answer emails and text messages, which is what happens every single time. Yeah. So it's like not even the break it's supposed to be. Maybe you should leave your phone downstairs. <sighs> unless unless your time is to look at that stuff and you enjoy that and that is an escape. I I think that's part of the problem is that that is the time I have to even catch up on what's going on and all the things I would have had countless yeah. minutes to scroll through um, before I go back into my next shift, right? I try, I, I do try not to constantly be on the phone around her. So like that is my 15 minute window. But the double-edged sword there is that if I happen to happen upon or have an interaction or read a thing, an email or whatever, a thing that just like piles the stress on or the yeah. anxiety on or, you know, makes me feel guilty, whatever it is. If I come across something that's like not super great, um, it's kind of completely undoing that 15 minute chunk for me. So mm. I don't have it worked out yet, but okay. uh, again, open to suggestions. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's lighten things up. Let's lighten things up. It's time for the brain dump. <laughs> I hate you again. I love you and you your songs. Too. I love you too. Um, brain dump. Am I going first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, why is Dachshunds the dog spelled like Deshaun's? Are brick houses colder or warmer? Does mom brain ever get better or are basic words gone forever from my vocabulary? Um, when I'm restocking diapers in the basket, which I know it does sound like I like I'm very organized. I'm very Pinterest mom. I'm not. It's not that way. I'll take a picture <laughs> so you guys can see. Um, I have to move the oldest diapers to the front because I don't want to hurt their feelings about waiting so long to be used. Um, you know how birds chirp like tweet, 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 tweet. Are there different chirps <laughs> for different birds? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was beautiful. I love your bird. Thank you. I assume all birds know what other birds are saying, but like that maybe just some of them have an accent. But what about other creatures? Like, do all animals understand animals or do they only understand their own kind? Do other parents out there catch themselves talking to their partners using their child's underdeveloped vocabulary? So for instance, my child's for for smoothie, she says smoothie. For ketchup, she says kebab. For pillow, it's piwo. So I'm like constantly like, do you want a smoothie? Like, can you get me the kebab? Can you bring my <laughs> piwo upstairs? Like, I want mac and cheese. <laughs> like, you know, um, does anyone else do that? I thought of a new one also. Can electric cars go through the car wash? That's it. <laughs> okay. I can never tell. I can never tell when you're pausing to like breathe and like come back to planet Earth versus when you have asked me a question that you actually need me to answer right now. Okay. Great. I have a lot of responses for all of those things. Um, you, the animals and communication between them. I absolutely want to talk about that. Uh, what was the first one? Remind me of the first one. The first one was dachshunds, Deshaun's. Yes. Okay. I actually 
for years thought those were two completely different <laughs> words and maybe also two different dogs that just looked really similar. I also have to admit that I've been saying dashound every time I see the actual spelling for it. I don't understand how it's dachshund. I think it's German. Who knows? But they're dashounds to me. So anywho, my brain dump is that, well, I'm going to start by saying that I am certain that I could have been a pro athlete if I had literally any of the character traits necessary for that. Nothing could have prepared me for the sheer excitement of recycling day. And I don't think that you currently have to experience this in your life because you guys probably do you like bring your cans yourselves to a place. Yeah. Because you live in the middle of nowhere. The wildlife yeah. <laughs> of the mountains of the north. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a city service. Wow. I know. Isn't that fancy? <laughs> like moving on up. They come and take the garbage can, the big can every week, but they take the recycling can every other week. And the joy and relief that my body experiences when I realize <laughs> I got to bring Sorry. down the blue can today. <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh at me. It's fine. Uh, um, and then I thought about this one a lot the other day. Why did my dad have me believing for all those years that if I stepped outside in the winter with wet hair, I would immediately become sick and like my death would be imminent? <laughs> Why did I believe that? Because it's germs that cause illness, is it not? Yes, I thought this too. And so when I was a kid, sometimes I would take a shower and then sleep with the window open because I wanted to get a cold so I didn't have to go to school. Oh, wow. <laughs> My dad's going to hear this. He doesn't know that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, dad, don't be mad. You're grounded. You are so grounded I'm always right now. grounded. Danielle was permanently grounded as a child. So that's... I did just recently see something on Instagram, maybe we'll repost it, where it did say it's not the cold air that makes people sick. It's germs, people. So anyway, you're very relevant. You know, I'm so <laughs> hip bringing this up right now, really just trying to deal with like 30-something years of trauma around believing that cold and wet <laughs> equals dying immediately. However... There must be some kind of correlation. There must be a correlation. There must be something that happens in the process that makes you more susceptible. I don't know. This, I feel like, falls into could have Googled it, mm. would rather just be resentful for living a lie for all those years. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, I'm joking. Um, moving on from there. Oh, is everyone going to be okay when Tom Holland and Zendaya break up? No, and now also you just got us canceled for saying that out loud. Okay, let me try to re-word <laughs> that. I just feel like at such a ripe young age, ripe is the opposite of young. <laughs> I feel like at at such a young age. I hear you. I just I don't wish ill upon them at all. I think they're, they look like lovely kids. Um, but I just feel like a lot of people are putting a lot of eggs in that basket right now. And I am worried. But you know who I am? A celebrity couple wise. Hold on. I am really rooting for Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. I felt it in my gut from the beginning of time with them. I think they're soulmates. 
I just want to quickly note that I know nothing about what you just said. I only know that Travis Barker was the drummer for Blink-182, and so I love him for that. When anybody says a name that ends with Kardashian, my brain just turns off. Like I... Yeah. You lost me at Kardashian. Pulled me back in with Travis Barker, and then I zoned out again because it had something to do with it, (laughs) Kardashian. I just somehow never got on that boat, and I am okay with that at this point. It's not for you. It's not for me. It's not for me. So anyway, thanks for sharing so that I could tell you that I think that's stupid and I hate them. (laughs) But how great that we are the, again, opposite of each other. (laughs) It is so fascinating to me how that is so true. But also if I were to like, if someone asks about you and doesn't know you, I'm like, oh, she's basically exactly like me. But in so many ways, you are not. But At all. But in also so many ways, we are. You know, it's so trippy. We're just so trippy. Do we look alike? Not at all. <gasps> we should. Okay. We have to do now, the we'll face do, Now we're yep. going to post that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You guys have to understand <laughs> that we don't look alike. And then when you put our faces on each other's faces, <laughs> it's a treat. And by treat, I mean the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> All right, we are wrapping it up. Danielle, take us out. Okay, thanks for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at notanothermomcast at gmail.com. Did you know you can also find us on Apple and Google Podcasts? Very exciting. We have one subscriber on Google, so if you could really help us out and up the ante there, thank you. Um, however you listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you nicely constructive criticism gentle constructive criticism we are very very fragile but also compliments compliments are great too compliments are keeping us alive right now keeping us afloat i am not hitting piper's bell carrying me through love you the whole week the whole whole week week. i have floated on that one all right right. enough now okay Okay, bye. bye